the Hill Country Patriot. He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here on you on a, a gorgeous uh, Friday morning, uh, going into a weekend full of tourists. And uh, man, just if I forget, be nice to the tourists for crying out loud. Be nice to the t- tourists. By the way, Bob looked up that term for me yesterday that um, I was watching a 9-11 uh, special and uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, it was very interesting, and I'd heard a term that morning about how clear the sky was, and of course, we, we've heard that over and over, and then I heard, uh, you know, 20 years after the fact, I hear this term that pilots use when it's that clear, and it's called severe clear, so uh, folks, I think we're having a severe clear morning in the hill country, it's absolutely gorgeous. And to the gentleman who just called in, and I felt bad because I could tell he was driving in his truck, and all I could do was say, look it up on the interwebs. Um, I looked it up for you. Early voting in Kerrville is at the Hill Country Youth Events Center and at the uh, Kerr County Ingram Annex. And if that uh, is incorrect, um, I'm getting that right from www.co.kerr.texas.us slash elections, blah, 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 straight from uh, Kerr County website. Today is the last day of early voting, and uh, so from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. today, um, I am. Uh, I think it's very, very important that you vote on election day, and some of our election integrity experts also say the very same thing. So I've always been an election day voter, with a few exceptions, and uh, so yes, I'll be going and voting on Tuesday, and I hope you do as well. And uh, Harley was getting some texts about uh, the amendments, and uh, I want to tell you that Hill Country, I'm sorry, go to FredericksburgTeaParty.org, FredericksburgTeaParty.org, on the very top of the landing page is my personal guide to uh, the amendments and uh, and and uh, arguments on some of them. I'll even, in fact, on one of them, I even put arguments on both sides. And uh, but I've got it all spelled out for you, and even a guide to where you can go do more homework. So it's a two page, uh, two pages at FredericksburgTeaParty.org. If you want the shorthand version, no on two, four, and five. No on two, four, and five. And if you'll remember that, and yes on the rest of them, then uh, we're going to be just fine. No, probably no on two. If you were to go in and just vote no on two and leave, you would make a whole lot of people happy. No on two. Two does not need to pass. And so um, there is going to be a hidden local tax on two. Vote no. I heard uh, uh, someone texted or someone uh, car- commented to Harley this morning that, uh, you know, no meant yes and yes meant no on two. That That's completely false. Uh, no on two. 
you do not want two. No on two. Two would create a higher local taxes. In fact, right before that uh, language was adopted for the ballot, um, at the last second was uh, some words that were removed, and those words that were removed would have informed you that your taxes would go up. And so this uh, this language uh, was removed at the last second in order to hide that from you. So no on two. It's not backwards. It's not upside down. No on two. All right, I've got a great show for you lined up. We're going to have Tracy Bradford, candidate for lieutenant governor. I am so excited. You know, we've already had uh, Aaron Sorrells on here. Uh, and and for a candidate for lieutenant governor, I'm I'm not doing too bad a job getting candidates for lieutenant governor and governor in here on the air for you, and also bringing them to town. In fact, uh, Tracy Bradford's uh, going to be in uh, the Hill Country here in a couple of weeks, and we'll talk about those appearances here shortly. So on your calendar, um, I don't have any. You know what? You're free this weekend. <laughs> I got nothing on the calendar this weekend. Um and so but I do have plenty of awesome things next uh, weekend and next Friday on Friday the 5th. Uh Take Back America rally and and gathering at the Impact Christian Church in Kerrville. That's going to be great. That's being brought to you by We the People Liberty in Action. Um that's going to be amazing Saturday and Sunday the 6th and 7th is going to be the Appleseed Shoot. Listen, if you're an Appleseed fan and you didn't uh, hear yesterday's program, then you can go to Spotify, you can go to Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, and most importantly, you can go to hillcountrypatriot.com, hillcountrypatriot.com, and uh, for they usually keep the programs up for a week. Um, they are up longer at Spotify, and uh, so you've got those options. And also, if you're off somewhere strange uh, on vacation and uh, you want to get this show live, go to hillcountrypatriot.com and you can stream it live right there through your telephone. I know that uh, my wife listens uh, almost every day online, and uh, so it's not a big deal. My mother, who's uh, when uh, she was in Ireland for about three months this last spring, listened every day. Uh, live on Hill Country Patriot. I think you can get that live everywhere in the world except maybe North Korea and uh, maybe uh, China and, uh, I don't know, maybe Afghanistan or Djibouti. I don't know if you can uh, get it in Djibouti, but uh, you could certainly give it a try. So, got lots of uh, good programming for you today. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Candidate. Uh, Lieutenant Gubernatorial Candidate, I don't know if you say that all together, um, that is uh, going to be coming on here in a minute, Tracy Bradford. So let me give you a little bit of a, uh, let's see, uh, Ben Franklin here. Um, Marry above thy match and thou get a master. Marry above your match and you'll get a master. Hmm, Ben Franklin, thank you. Uh, for uh, many of us, uh, that advice is way too late. Uh, but for some listeners, you know, take that advice in. Marry above your match and you'll get a master. Folks, y'all stay tuned and we'll be right back.
All right, folks, uh, we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. I'm very excited to have on the the program today my uh, good um, my good uh, uh, friend. Actually, you know, we need to be straight up honest on this, Tracy. We've known each other for I can't figure if it's six years or eight years, so I've been calling it seven. Does that sound about right to you? <laughs> that's perfect. That's that'll yeah, that, work for that you. About, yes, sir. All yeah. right. Well, Tracy, I first met Tracy, and so we're being real straight up here. I first met Tracy when I, I started walking the halls up at the Capitol and uh, learning mm-hmm. my way around the Capitol. And uh, uh, Tracy, I ran into Tracy and two other women that were hanging out together. And uh, the three of them, I believe y'all kept like an office in the hallway connecting the <laughs> extension in the building, so it wasn't an office office, but y'all had a bench that you kind of carved your names on in the uh, uh, between the. Am I remembering all this correctly? Do I have the right ladies? Yeah, 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 exactly. It was uh, um, Dana and Cindy. We were the mom caucus, and we did take up kind of residence on that one bench, and it proved to be um, really a great place to locate because you could run into legislators and just have your conversation and not you know, be running all over the, the Capitol trying to, to make meetings where usually you don't even get to talk to the legislators sometimes because they're on the floor. So mm-hmm. we set up camp, and then we got to meet so many people like yourself. Yeah, so it, was, it was a um, per- perfect location. Now, the second time that I started going to uh, the second session, I believe, you guys, uh, you and uh, Cindy and, uh, oh, forgive me, what was the third lady's name? You and Cindy and... Dana. Dana. Cindy, Dana, and Tracy. That's right. You, the three of y'all, the, the next session I was there, you guys were walking around the hall with wooden spoons. And uh, <laughs> I assumed that someone was making chili somewhere until I found out better... Tell my audience about the wooden spoons, please. Well, we, um, three moms, and we decided to actually work together because we represented three different um, grassroots organizations, and uh, we started uh, joking around. We made a Facebook Live, which Dana was always really good at that. Cindy and I were just like, what are you doing to us? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um... Somebody made a reference to, hey, you moms, and we came up with the mom caucus, and the wooden spoons were just kind of a, you know, that throwback. Any any parent and child will probably remember the old wooden spoon thing. Yep. Uh, but we, it was it was kind of um, our trademark, but also these little uh, plastic trophies where we would pick each week um, somebody, it was, uh, it was a legislator, just somebody we kept seeing down at the Capitol, some of the different people that worked down there. And so we would give them these awards, and they were like these, like, 30-cent little trophies. But it was so funny because we'd go in an office, and it'd be sitting there. So. <laughs> Proudly displayed. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So the, 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 um, the, the, the point I want to make with Tracy is that um, when it comes to so many candidates uh, uh, running for different offices, there's very few of them that I've actually seen walking the halls and active up at the Capitol before they decide to run, all right? And so we, we have a lot of people I've, you know, I've asked people who are running and for a Texas office and say, boy, you're sure concerned about Texas. How come I have not seen you 
anywhere at the Capitol during the last four sessions. And uh, Tracy Bradford can tell you that probably, probably your husband and your kids can probably tell you that during the legislative session, Tracy is not at home very much. Am, is, am I speaking truth about you, Tracy? That you are, and thank you for um, actually bringing up my family because I could not have done this without their help. Um, and, yeah, you're right. And We started in about 2010. Um, the session before that I did do from home because our seventh child was a baby at that point. Uh-huh. But we agreed as a family um, once I took the role with Eagle Forum to um, let me go down to Austin. Scott did go some. Um, we brought the kids some. And, you know, one of the things with your kids, too, is it, you can tell them all day long about what liberty principles are. You can tell them about history. But when you get them engaged and you have them go out to campaign or, you you know, um, take them down to Austin and, and you <laughs> they set up in the uh, – the gallery while you're on the floor testifying and you're just hoping, you know, your three-year-old didn't go, Hey, mom. but yeah. um, they, it was just, it actually was, it's pretty fun, but um, it, it lets them see you put actions to your words. And that was something that was really important to us as well. But yes, they actually gave up a lot because when I was going down to Austin every week, um, they would, you know, sacrifice maybe playing a sport or doing something for that particular every other year and, you know, they've never um, complained. They actually have just always been very encouraging, and I, I'm very thankful for that. They have servants' hearts, and I think that's what's important for us as um, as citizens. You know, it's, it is our responsibility. It's our responsibility to be engaged. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, in your experience uh, when it comes to uh, being in the hallways, we learn so much um, as engaged mm-hmm. grassroots activists walking around there. And the longer you're up there, the more, you know, actually some of these uh, uh, representatives and senators, they start feeling real comfortable around you. And uh, you start finding out some of the some of the, the backroom dealings that go on at the Capitol. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, we used to talk about smoke-filled rooms, but, of course, you know, no smoking mm-hmm. allowed anymore. Um, up there, but those back rooms are still full of of people mm-hmm. where deals are being made, and I think the advantage that Tracy Bradford has over so many of the other candidates, and not just in lieutenant governor, but in the other races, is Tracy Bradford knows how things operate up at the Capitol because she has been so engaged up there. Does that does that does that make sense? Does that ring true, Tracy? Yeah, you do. You learn a lot, again, hands-on, right? Yes. You know, anything that you want to really um, grow in and understand. And I I actually love policymaking and government anyway. I'm kind of one of those weirdos. But um, mm, I too. would go sit in the – yeah, okay. So cause <laughs> I would see you a lot. And, you know, you go sit in the gallery when if there was some downtime maybe between a meeting or – and you listen or go into committee hearings and you start to – listen to how they're conducted and you start to pick up on the, the you know the different rules and the parliamentary procedures and and you start to understand you know there's why do we um what is it when they suspend the rules i'm like wow why have them if you suspend them but right. um you know <laughs> you you start to put things together and you start to see especially if you're working on policy um and something that's very near and dear to you and you see 
how it can be manipulated or how it can be put forward. And you realize there is a lot that goes on behind the scenes, and some of that is just part of the process, but some of it is more than that, and it can be very, very exasperating. And I also think it's so important, and part of this came, I think, from my my eagle form training you know phyllis was like if you're going to engage in an issue and you know she was the head of, of eagle forum um mm-hmm. you better know your stuff mm-hmm. and that wasn't a suggestion that's right her. that was that was a requirement and so you'll you'll notice when you run into people like cindy casilla who's now with texas eagle forum we study the issue because you want to know it for yourself I would never want to mislead somebody, but you also want credibility when you're down there speaking to the legislators or to other people who are maybe either working against your issue or to want to work with you. Mm. And it's it's very important that we're credible resources and not, um, you know, just read some captions and throw them, you know, throw that at the legislator who might be trying to fight for you on something. Yeah. So again, it's about being engaged as a citizen and taking seriously owning our republic, owning our liberties. Absolutely. The uh, And that next step you take in deciding to run for office, that had to be scary. Uh, still is. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> I have, uh, to be very honest, I have never wanted to run for office or really even gave it much thought because I did love being a volunteer, a grassroots activist like you are. And um, we do it because we love it and we love our country and we love our state, right? Right. And when someone came um, about, I've been asked before, and it was always just a very simple no. It's just not what I'm supposed to do. This time there was a, actually, I I felt kind of sick. (laughs) I kind of, at that point, realized, oh, no. Um, And really prayed about it, prayed about it with my husband, talked to our children and to my family and to wife counsel. And, you know, when you just know, um, Mm. The answer is yes, right. And I don't, um, I don't really uh, pass that. You just, I can't walk away from that. And I mm. do believe that there, uh, we're in a season in this in this time in our country, but specifically in the state of Texas, that um, we have to be. The system is broken. It's mm. it's not working. Yeah. And we are the ones to fix it. We, the citizens, the voters. It's on us. Yeah. And so it's time for me to step into a place that's not comfortable and that is going to be challenging because I believe in what we're doing and I believe in the state of Texas. You know, that's amazing. And more than that, I believe in God. So. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and we're going to get to that. We're, <laughs> really going to talk, <clears throat> we're going to talk about your uh, prayer here in a minute. But, you know, the Bible is filled with uh, stories of uh, uh, people who uh, uh, God said, uh, you need to go do this. And uh, the person answered and said, I don't think so. Uh, Jonah probably, Jonah is the one that comes to mind. You know, uh, just uh, you you don't say no to God. It's uh, it's Mm -hmm. not a good idea. Um, And and that, of course, involves a lot of prayer. And I've been looking back at your history and, trying to find some information about you uh, to have a good interview. And um, you are, you're like a prayer warrior. Tell us about your uh, uh, working for Promise Keepers, because, see, I always thought Promise Keepers was a boys' club. 
But Tracy Bradford, you were with uh, with the uh, Promise Keepers. Tell us about that and what you did with Promise Keepers. Well, um, just to show you how you say you don't want to say no to God, mm. um, I was real quick in 1989 expecting my first child in bed rest for for weeks and weeks, and I'm watching football, and there is the coach, Coach McCartney who ended up going and winning nationals that year. Well, right after that, he started Promise Keepers. And God put on my heart that day, watching that football game, start praying for this man. Mm. So I prayed for years for him and his family. We moved to Texas at that point. I am a native Texan, but was taking a little side trip in California. Um, We moved back here, and I got a phone call from his son. Wow. And he asked me to be the prayer leader, and that's when they were still having the events in Texas Stadium. And it just was a very natural transition. They they really understood the power of prayer, and so that was something they did right away when they would set up conferences is make sure that they had a full prayer room that was praying nonstop the whole week before the conference even was there. Wow. And so over the years, um, that's just, you know, God's put on my heart over the years to, to pray for a number of people that are either, um, we have what we call the war room and our home and our homeschooling and it was uh you know it's a it's a white uh, dry race board with people's names on it mm. of who we're praying for and you know we can't know where to go or our direction really um without that and mm. we are to be you know people of prayer and then i just think it's um to me it's a it's a privilege to get to pray for people that are in leadership or pray for people that are like you said earlier that are willing to you know, be out there fighting on the front line. So, um, again, that's one of those things you just don't say no to. Absolutely. And, but, yeah. You know, Tracy, we need to take a short break, uh, but when we get when we get back, we're going to go into some more of these uh, more specific questions um, about uh, why why you uh, uh, why you want to uh, replace uh, Lieutenant Dan. And uh, kind of kind of some of your mindset on some of the current issues that are going on, because that is uh, a lot of our listeners. That's what they want to hear. And so um, sure. we're going to take a short break, and we're going to come back, and I'll have some more specific questions for you, y'all, folks. Y'all stay tuned. Oh, I man, uh, while while we're on the commercial break here, check out TracyForTexas.com. And I'm going to spell that for you because there's about a 317 ways to spell Tracy. Um, but Tracy Bradford is T-R-A-Y, as in like an ice tray, you know, tray. T-R-A-Y-C-E, the number 4, Texas.com. Tracy4Texas.com. Check it out. We'll be right back after this break. Talk is cheap and honest All right, folks, we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. I hope you had the opportunity during the break to go to TracyForTexas.com. I'm going to spell Tracy for you again. Um, I corrected myself. There's only actually 243 ways to uh, uh, spell Tracy. Um, So I'm going to spell it for you. T-R-A-Y, T-R-A-Y-C-E, for the number four, Texas.com, T-R-A-Y, C-E, the number four, 
Texas.com. Y'all go check this out. All right, Tracy, um, I refer to you um, um, as uh, my favorite redhead up at the Capitol, and uh, that's been my, my nickname for you. Now, I have to admit that about once or twice a session, uh, you're my second favorite redhead at the Capitol because uh, my wife is up there with me. So um, oh, you, you do. Awesome. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. She's uh, a prayer warrior too, isn't she? Yes, she is. My wife is a prayer warrior as well. And uh, mm-hmm. so the first question I always like to ask a candidate is that if the person who you're trying to replace was doing an awesome job, you would not even consider running for this race. So you obviously uh, are not happy with uh, Lieutenant Dan as our governor. Would you give us some reasons as to why you think that uh, you would do a better job than uh, Lieutenant uh, Lieutenant Dan? And I say that with all respect. He gave me permission years ago to call him Lieutenant Dan. So the floor is yours. You know, um, that, that is a good point. There would be no reason, right, to right. run against somebody if you um, felt they were doing the best job for the state. And in that season, um, you know, maybe when he started out, I did feel like there was a little bit more of a fight in him for um, conservative principles. However, pre-K, um, that raised the flag all the way around. There wasn't a real pushback there. Then you roll, you know, session after session, there have been issues that we have worked on that are in critical issues that either, yes, they would pass it out of the Senate, but it would be far too late for it to ever make it through the House. Mm. So you can say, well, we passed that grid bill, or we passed that um, you know, American Law for American Courts, or we passed that bill on the Privacy Act, which they did pass up front. Um, but over time, and especially in 2019, um, to watch what happened with the mental health, those enormous bills that people I do not think still understand how how much damage was done to parental rights in these bills that are now code in, in the education code. Mm. And that was very discouraging. Why we had to fight so hard for our Second Amendment for constitutional carry. Why, and, and I, I will sum it up with this, it's what, when we came into this last session, I thought, okay, I'm going to give them, I'm going to give them one more chance where I can just really, you know, are y'all going to do something here? Because look at all the things we have gone through as a state in the last 18 months, almost two years. Mm-hmm. And election integrity, to me, I thought, they need to come out of that. I think a lot of us felt that way. And it, was even a, you know, Governor Abbott had it on his list of priorities, but it, it took a while for that to even get going. And that, they just passed it in the second special session and, and then realized, well, I'll tell you what, the grassroots brought to their attention. They can say they didn't know that the penalties, he can claim the penalties, he didn't know they were stripped out. Mm. But Matt Schaefer, you can hear from him, he spoke about this, and we, we know because there was a letter sent that said you took the penalties out. You made it worse right. that if someone commits voter fraud, you reduced it from a felony to a misdemeanor. And right. that's not helping. But it was for me, just session after session, really 
constantly having to beg to get crumbs from the table when we're a conservative-led state. Well, we have conservatives or Republicans in office <laughs> in all the statewide. You know, I'm saying, you know it, there, there's a difference, and I'm starting to wonder, and, and I really am, I'm starting to wonder what does the word conservative really mean because I think there's we're operating under two definitions. Oh, without a doubt, and uh, you, we uh, we coined a new term. I can't remember who helped me, but uh, uh, campaign conservatives. It may have been Jonathan Stickland who coined that for me in, in a conversation. Oh. We have campaign conservatives. We, of course, we have the rhinos, Republicans in name only. And I don't want to talk about this, but did you notice there's never no dinos? Did you know there are no Democrats in name only? It's only, this is only a disease that hits Republicans. But we, we could talk an hour about that. So t- tell me yeah. about the Republican priorities. That has been one of my frustrations. I've been participating in the uh, Republican mm-hmm. uh, uh, state convention now um, four of the last five conventions I've been engaged in, and uh, I am now on the priorities committee. So I'm sorry, not the priorities committee, the uh, platform committee. So I'm looking forward to putting in some good work uh, in that this next spring. But the Republican priorities, we, as grassroots, we bust our tails on those. There are thousands, mm-hmm. if not tens of thousands of man hours put into those and and mm-hmm. they they are what the Republican Party is. You define a Republican in Texas by what that platform says and what those priorities exactly. are. And so our frustration on the priorities of the Republican Party not even getting engaged, what can you do as lieutenant governor to uh, make a difference there? And why do you think those have not been taken up in the last uh, four sessions? Well... It, do they? Is there the stomach for it mm. and the courage to do it? Because those priorities have not varied a whole lot, so it's not like they're big surprises coming down the pike, right? Right, right. And so when we—that's that's kind of back to that when we've had to work and work and work. And when I'm talking, we—I mean activists mm-hmm. who are doing this as a volunteer because we believe in this, and you're. Taking the time, like you said, those hours to not just get these priorities straight, and these are the like you said, these are not coming from some other place. These are coming from the very people that are voting and looking to these people to carry out those priorities. Yet we have to fight and fight to squeeze out one or two over Mm -hmm. these last several years. And look at look at when you think a priority would be protecting our children. Absolutely. So I, you know, I know you were part of the issue when we were back at the Privacy Act, and for people listening, it they may know it better as the the bathroom bill. Oh yeah. But I don't, I don't know if people remember when we were testifying and trying to explain why we were concerned. It wasn't a a hate on anybody. It was the facts. Let's think this through. And we said we were concerned where this was going to lead, and we were treated as you know crazy people. Right. But look at where we are now. Look oh yeah. At where we've jumped now. And we can't even get the conservatives, and I can tell you, I I did this. I went with two other women, and we went office to office asking for help for the gender modification bill two sessions ago. And we were told by every single person, we can't do it. Uh, 
and it was too it was too controversial and we can't we can't protect our children that was kind of the final straw for a lot of us it was it was not that you had to just go run a certain bill it's that you would look at us and tell us and this is the same this is running along the same time with this big push for the mental health that this is all directed at our kids when i'm referring to mental health and those mental health bills this was about our children and to watch this massive big government overreach being pushed out of the Senate immediately and then to have these priorities that we keep asking for and we're looked at like, um, not, we, we can't do that. We're not going to do that. That's too controversial. It's one of our priorities. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where, where's the disconnect? Yeah. And, and so when you go ahead. Uh, you, no, no, no. You go ahead. Well, it's just when you see it session after session and it it keeps getting whittled away and it becomes harder and harder to get the, the priorities, really even a good solid bill on the priorities. You know, it's one thing to get something passed and that's something I don't, I don't know if people um, fully understand because if you're not there and you don't read the bill, you don't know. But it can start as a really good bill and by the time mm-hmm. it's passed, it's a shell. Right. So, and it's used to campaign. And I mean, everybody, and not everybody, but this is a common practice, and we've watched that for years. But it's still, nonetheless, it's a it's a bait and switch. Yeah. And, you know, I try to keep, I do my best, and there are a lot of other sources that uh, try to help keep some of these issues sorted out in the state of Texas. But um, mm-hmm. one of my lines I use is, we've been fat and happy for several generations now. And I can't even put the blame. I'm not even going to blame individuals today. I'm I, I'm not going to point my finger at mm-hmm. you know Joe uh, Joe Murphy or whoever and say yeah you haven't done anything. I I, I can't point a finger because this is generational. And for us to yeah. get back engaged and and take back control of not only the party. But uh, the state is just so vital at this point in time. And um, it, it, we, we are completely out of time. Folks, Tracy, T-R-A-Y, put that Y in front of the C. My finger kept hitting the C instead of the Y every time I try. So it's T-R-A-Y, as in, you know, just think ice tray. T-R-A-Y-C-E, T-R-A-Y-C-E-4, Texas T-R-A-Y-C-E-4-Texas.com. You are going to be in the Hill Country, I believe it's about three weeks from now. Um, I do not have my calendar up. and Well, here's one on the wall that says May of 21. I, we need to probably flip that one. Um, here I'm looking at the calendar. I've got November up, and I think you're going to be November 19th, I believe. You're going to be in Fredericksburg. That's right. You're going to be in Fredericksburg. We're also trying to line up some visits for you in Kerrville and maybe Mason. And so we got folks working on that. But we do have you down for sure on Friday morning, the 19th. And, of course, we'll have plenty of time to get that out on forward. So, Tracy, uh, give us your uh, closing uh, your closing statement. Well, I, I want to say I agree with what you said. This isn't about really one individual. It's about a system that's not working anymore. And it has deteriorated rather quickly over time. 
but I also believe it's, the, it's an exceptional time for our state. And why? It's because we, the people, can make the difference, and we should be making the difference. So I'm, I'm actually excited. I think there's a lot of hope, and if we will all engage and take on those rights that we have and those liberties and fight for those, we can turn the state around. Mm, great. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to your race, and uh, I am definitely supporting you uh, Tracy in this uh, Matt Long right now publicly stating my personal endorsement for Tracy Bradford for lieutenant governor I think you would make a great lieutenant governor and um, you would be you would be my favorite redhead in the lieutenant governor's office so <laughs> man there you go uh, Tracy it's well, been thank you. Thank you, so it's been great to have you on the program and um, we look forward to having you on here uh, in the uh, in the coming months and as we approach uh, the primaries. And so, you know, folks, pray for Tracy. She's a prayer warrior right now. She needs your prayers. And uh, so uh, set yourself a daily alarm uh, to pray for Tracy and uh, Bradford. And uh, Tracy, thank you again. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, folks, y'all stay tuned, and we will be right back. I'm going to jump into Isaiah today, or Isaiah, as some of these uh, new preachers are calling it. Uh, When we get back, y'all stay tuned. Folks, thank you so much for staying tuned. And my goodness, Ted, uh, bringing us in at uh, the last second uh, here. And uh, on Friday, you got to love it. That's the only way to get excited about the weekend is with a little bit of Ted. And uh, so um, there you go. Uh, Tracy Bradford, Tracy, T-R-A-Y-C-E, for Texas.com for Lieutenant Governor and I'm telling you, this woman would make an amazing lieutenant governor, and and I am very, very excited uh, to support her in any way I can. And uh, so there you go. That's me personally, by the way. That's me personally, the uh, Fredericksburg Tea Party. I know sometimes uh, um, that many that many folks, uh, uh, y- y- as soon as I say something, it kind of automatically becomes uh, Fredericksburg Tea Party. Um, I'm not. Uh, I'm not trying to give myself a big head, but I have been the president of the Tea Party for way too long, and uh, so I'm kind of the face of it. So I want to be very clear that the Fredericksburg Tea Party has an endorsement process that they go through, and they are will end up endorsing uh, probably for all the statewide races and local races, and uh, that'll be up to them to decide who to. Um, uh, support in the lieutenant governor's race and so uh, we'll I'll leave that process up to the folks that are engaged in that so just make sure that there is a difference between my personal endorsement and the endorsement of the Fredericksburg Tea Party and uh, let's see uh, last day of early voting is today my of uh, the uh, I am a um, I'm I'm a day I'm I'm a vote on the day of election guy. 
and uh, I've I've done the absentee ballots before. Uh, the two times I've done absentee ballots were when I was either overseas or headed overseas. Um, I can't quite remember where I uh, was going, but I remember my aunt driving me to the Denver airport one early one morning, and I know I was leaving the country for somewhere, and uh, I'm filling out my ballot um, on the way to the airport and gave it to her to mail. And then my other early voting, uh, (laughs) this is called late voting. So I'm living in South America in uh, Bogota, Colombia, and uh, it is a presidential election year. And uh, so uh, expats, uh, that's what people are called who are citizens of the United States but have but are living overseas, maybe working or what have you. So the expats uh, have an opportunity to vote, but you get your ballot through the local embassy. So we uh, had been contacting the in- embassy. We had been come back. Uh, we have been... Um, the embassy. We had been contacting the embassy for um, a while, and uh, our ballots came. Are you ready? Our ballots came on the day after the election. Our ballots came the day after the election. The embassy got them to us the day after the election, and I'm sitting around in the uh, uh, the lounge where I was working on a break, and and uh, the. All the Americans are sitting there looking at their ballots, and we already knew that Clinton had won. And uh, we're looking at our ballots, and it's like, well, what's the point? And I remember at the time saying, no, by God, every one of us needs to vote. Every single one of us sitting at you vote. We're going to vote right now, and we're going to get these to the embassy, and we're going to make them follow through and do everything that they're supposed to do with those ballots. I'm not going to not vote because I got my ballot the day after. And even though I knew that I couldn't change that election, that uh, but it was important to us. And so those are my two instances of uh, absentee ballots. Um, here we go. Uh, here I just got this from some pilots. I appreciate it. Um, the uh, Talking about the clear, clear weather. Uh, this is, um, we've got uh, two two uh, uh, pilots, uh, Bob and Nancy, between the two of them, have 80 years of uh, p- flying experience. So here we go. This is what they told me about severe clear. Matt, although severe clear is a common slang term, the proper phase is CAVU, Ceilings and Visibility Unlimited. So I don't know if you say KVU or KAVU or if you just say CAVU. Um, I love to fly, but I like sitting in the passenger seat. Um, <laughs> don't give me the controls. I love small airplanes. In fact, if you if you ever need some uh, you know extra weight on your small uh, plane, uh, you know to go scooting around, I, I'll fly in anything. I I love small planes, and so feel free to invite me. You know if you need to take a quick trip uh, somewhere and uh, you just want someone to visit with on the way down there, oh man, I'm your guy. Give me a call. Um, I love small planes. My mom, I think I inherited it. My mom was uh, actually flew solo when she was a teenager um, without her parents' permission. We had some crop dusters in the uh, family. And uh, yeah, my mom uh, did a solo flight when she was a teenager um, without 
her mom and dad knowing. Can you imagine? Oh, my goodness. All right, so we're going to go to Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah. Um, I've always pronounced it Isaiah, um, and now here I am having a hard time. Isaiah, Jeremiah. It's right in front of Jeremiah, isn't it? Isaiah uh, 12 is where we're going to go this morning. And um, just remind you to uh, pray for everyone. Pray for those folks that are uh, that are still being affected by this uh, race accident over the weekend. These folks are going to need prayers for a long time. Um, here we go, Isaiah 12. Then you will say on that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for although you were angry with me, your anger is turned away and you comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. Therefore, you will joyously draw water from the springs of salvation, and in that day you will say, Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, make them remember that his name is exalted. Praise the Lord in song. For he has done excellent things. Let this be known throughout the earth. Cry aloud and shout for joy, O inhabitant of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. So um, that was one of those. I just kind of started flipping through my Bible yesterday, and um, that was, uh, that, that, uh, it, it just jumped out at me. And uh, so there you go, out of Isaiah Isaiah 12, Isaiah, <clears throat> I don't know about this, Isaiah versus Isaiah. Um, but anyway, Isaiah 12, uh, good, great good uh, Thanksgiving rejoicing uh, scripture. On your prayer list, pray for the tourists that are traveling this weekend. Pray for the families that were affected by the tragedy last Saturday in Fredericksburg. Lily, I'm sure, is still struggling I know we had some people recovering from surgery that we were praying for. They're all th- those folks. They're all recovering extremely well. I think Lily's uh, mm, Lily's going to have a tough time coming up, and so please add Lily to your prayer list. You don't know her. I don't know her, but um, I do know the predicament and the situation she's in, and uh, just uh, need extra prayers for her. So be nice to the tourists. And um, get out there in this uh, ceiling, uh, yet CAVU or yeah, was that what it is? That's why I don't fly. I would never remember that. All right, folks, y'all stay tuned for Lorraine. We'll see you on Monday.